Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We're here. I'm a little congested, but I'm not going to let that stop me because the message is still going to be clear. I'm here with Laura Maioli. Um, she's in the, on the East Coast. Exactly what state are you in? I'm in uh, Massachusetts. I'm in Boston. I want to be there so bad. You know, we talked about that. I want to come to Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Vermont. I just want to see that part of the country. So I'm coming to visit you. But I'm going to also come and visit you and talk about a moxie lifestyle. Moxie is sexy. Excellent. Yes. How do we get it back? And we're going to talk about smart divorce strategies. How to have an exit strategy when you have to consciously uncouple. And that's what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to take this into consideration. Relationships are not what they used to be. Now we have, you know, polyamorous relationships. Can you imagine being in a polyamorous relationship and having a divorce? That's a mess. Um, You have homosexual. You have, um, you know, polygamous. There's a lot of things. And you've got the kids. you got the property. you got the money. And the most important thing, your self-dignity, your self-worth, and your emotions. So there's a lot of balls to throw up in the air and to juggle. And Laura is dedicating her life to creating a mission and creating a super highway for people to travel down so that they don't have to be angry. They don't have to be despondent. They don't have to feel suicidal. Uh, they don't have to feel less than. They just have to look at it for what it is, put it down and hopefully move forward. So she's going to tell us how to do that. Welcome to The Edge, Laura. How are you, Precious? Oh, I'm wonderful, April. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and all the work that you do. So thank you. I posted your picture, your promo picture with um, some artwork from my friend, uh, Sage Gallon. People love that picture. They just keep liking it. They love your, you know, you do have a moxie about you, your eyes and your cheeks and that little short haircut. (laughs) How did you find you? Oh gosh, well that's been a that's been a lifelong journey, right? Which which never never ends. But um, I can say that you know just over ten years ago, I I redesigned my entire life without a lot of preconception or idea of what my life was going to look like. But I went through a divorce at the same time that I was training to become a professional coach. I was working my ass off in corporate America. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of grit, but it was too much. It was too much. And um, I made a lot of change in my life because I had lost me. I had lost who I was in the midst of all these people and ex- expectations and assumptions and demands. And, and, and I just had to stop. Like, who am I? Right. Who do I want to be? How am I showing up in my life? And what does it mean for who I have around me Hmm. and the things I have around me and my environment and my energy and the energy that comes back to me and the energy that I use. Um, And it it changed my entire life. 
like to go through a divorce, yes, absolutely one of the hardest things I think anybody can do. But if you're going to go do the hard thing, you better make it count. Let's use it as a springboard for positive change. It's not just about uh, dissolving a contract, which is all divorce really is. It's about reclaiming who you are or even designing who you are from right here without any past, you know, junk, baggage, having to color what you want for yourself in the future. You know, I've been married 38 years to Mr. Magnificent. And and I could not imagine a divorce. You know, I I don't care about all the things. I don't even care about the money because I'm smart, honey. I have my own money. Um, but just the the separating of the emotion when you stood there in front of God and all those witnesses in that beautiful gown, you promised to be with this person forever. And as you evolve, things change. People grow in different directions. People step out on you. People, you know, have bad behaviors, gambling, drinking, you know, smoking, uh, talking to you crazy. How did you feel when you got to that point where you said, you know what? It's really time to break this up. I mean, (laughs) was that just like an aha moment, just an epiphany? Or Uh, was it like a, a progression? It, it, it took a number of years because, I, and I think it does because we, we want the dream, right. right? Everyone that I've ever worked with goes through this grieving period because they're grieving, not the reality of their marriage, but the dream of what they wanted it to be. And it's not. And, and so, you know, you have to go through that piece, right? Which is one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, during COVID, I spun out divorce a smart divorce strategy because I wanted to change the model where most people think oh, I'm going to go get divorced and now I'm going to have to hire an attorney right away. I want people to deal with their emotions, their feelings first, because that is where they are. St- start with where you are. Like you're not clear. You're kind of stuck. I was stuck for years. And I, again, I was working my ass off and I finally came home one day and, and I said, you know, you know, we need to address these things. And he always said, oh, you know, I'm not going to therapy. My issues are our issues. And I finally said, fine, we'll go. I'll make the time somehow, some way we'll go to therapy. And he said, that's great because you need help with your expectations. Ouch. Well, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Now. (laughs) And I I agree with him on that. I agree with him on that because I had an epiphany not too long ago. Uh, When I woke up and I was 60 years old, I was like, damn it. Who does that? (laughs) (laughs) But I was in a situation and I had to realize that I had given a certain individual more than they could handle. And it was my expectation of them that sent us spiraling out of control. That's unfair to have expectations of other people. You can't control them. It is judgment. Not so much judgment. Because I'm not going to, me, I'm not going to discredit you or alienate you, but I have to take responsibility for my, my input in it. Because again, I expected you to do something, you know, I expect for you to go to work. I expect for you to pay the bills. I expect for you to come home. I expect for you to, you know, do the boom, boom, all these things. And then some, you fall short, you fall, you know, and then I'm looking at you with a side eye. 
but those are my expectations instead of meeting you where you are. So I, I, yes. I get what you're saying to a point and I get what he's saying to a point as well. No, absolutely. And I think that's a, it's a valid perspective. I call it judgment when you bring in your own idea of how things have to or should be, which are all based in the future. I look at expectation, assumption, projection as all the things our inner critics sabotage us with. When we can be aware and say, well, wait a minute, maybe this isn't just an expectation. Maybe this is a desire that I have that I can now communicate which is why Moxie Life Coach now is really focused on meaningful communication because we are in communication all the time, verbally, non-verbally, uh, with our words, our subconscious feeds us meanings for things. Um, one, of, one of the examples I talk about, I have a video about it, is I had a client whose number one core value was love, which, hey, we think I know what love is, you know what love is, it seems pretty simple, but when well, I ask, now what, I got to stop you when I get confused because right. everybody's interpretation of love is different. And, and that's exactly where I'm love going. Love's got some strange love. <laughs> and, and until you actually question your definition of things, right? question, when I asked her, what's your definition of love? She said, her, love is selfless and sacrificing. Mm. And I said, where are you? Where are you to be loved? Right. I asked her then husband, because they're now divorced, what his definition was. And his was, love is when you're so in sync with another person, they can read your mind. And I said, wow, so you're not even going to communicate with her. You're going to let her guess and fail and guess and fail and guess and fail. Oh. And you're going to blame her that she doesn't love you. Wow. These, these deep-rooted subconscious beliefs, you don't, we're not even aware of them, impact everything that we do and right. our energy out in the world. And this That's is really important. Yeah. And this, so this is fundamental. And then also to the, the example that you're showing your children, you know, epigenetics, generational, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, epigenetics, Absolutely. generational trauma, you know, how you would treat it. How a man treats his mother, I could tell you that a million times is a key indicator how he going to treat you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people treat you the way you treat you. So if you don't treat yourself, you gotta, like teach, that, you gotta teach people how to treat you, Laura. You gotta teach them how to treat you. Because if you don't, that expectation is gonna that, pop up. That's exactly and then the judgment is gonna come in. And then we have some problems. Because now we're not communicating, we're not on the same, you know, frequency. Okay. Absolutely. And you said, and I just want to bring up something you just said that this is generational trauma. It has been proven scientifically that as children, girls actually experience more trauma um, because this, this world is really not designed for our equity in this world. And therefore we go through experiences that are inherently unsafe. And, and that actually creates a fear stress response that we deal with you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, which actually stops us from showing up and standing out in the ways that we want. So that's another thing that's very important for me is to move people out of this fear stress response so that they can actually be the people they want to be. Okay. So now exactly what do you do? So I do a, a bunch, a lot of little things, but primarily what I do is I help people either save or make more money to feel powerful. So I'm focused on the empowerment of primarily women 
And by empowerment, I mean personal, professional, and financial empowerment. And so what that means is whether they're going through a divorce and they now have to save money and then make more money, or whether they're advancing their careers, growing a business, starting a business, I want women to have more power and voice, which ultimately means more financial power. And I'm not all big about like money is status. I think money is energy. And I think that to amplify our voices, we need to be keyed into our financial power individually and collectively. We could change the world if we all voted. Well, as well. You know, my mother always said, God bless a child to have his own. And when I got married, me and mama had a little heart to heart. She said, now, baby, she said, I, you know, he's a fine young man. We, you know, love him. And he treats you really well. You've dated for a while, you know, but he has other obligations. He has two children by two different women. Uh, are you willing to accept that? Now you're going to have your child. There's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some baby mama drama. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, because he wasn't married to him and right. it's going to cause problems. She says, so there's a couple things that I need for you to know. Number one is have your own money. Always have your own money and let him know that you have your own money. You don't have to hide. You work every day. You have an, a responsibility and an obligation, as they say, to pay yourself first. And of course, you're going to share the household responsibilities. She said, and don't get tricked up in that starting to ask for permission. Oh, well, honey, can I go with my girlfriends? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Because my aunt would talk to me and she'd say, oh, your husband going to allow you? Well, that's me. Now, there's other cultures. There's other women that go for that. And I'm still traditional. I have no problem cooking, cleaning. When he comes home, his dinner is ready. I rub his feet. I let him make the final decision unless, you know, I don't think that it's in our best interest. All those things. But I still know who I am. And I tell him to this day, after 38 years of marriage, baby, I keep about that much more for me. I got a reserve bank for me. And mothers don't have these conversations. Oh, you should marry up. Well, he's an attorney. Oh, he comes from a fine family. Girl, and he can be a real booger wolf. And it means nothing unless you yeah. share the same values. Nothing. Nothing. You have to share the same values. And your children are watching. Every, well, we're not going to talk about it in front of the children. If they live in the household, they hear every single thing that's going on. They know. They know. And, and that's really important. You're, you're touching on so many important things. Number one is we are examples for our children. Mm. And that means no matter what you're going through, whether it's divorce, whether it's, you know, life struggle, you're teaching your kids how, how to show up based on how you show up. You're teaching them your own leadership. They're going to take their cues from you. And people don't understand. Um, Developmental psychology studies have proven kids are not damaged by divorce. They're damaged by parental conflicts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they can feel that that is energy that they feel. So it's really important to separate, especially with divorce. Your, divorce is the dissolution of a contract. It is not the dissolution of your family. It is not. It is you saying, I'm going to redesign my family or my sense of family differently so that we can still be happy as a family which, you know, I help people do all the time. And it's also that, you know, our jobs as parents is not to shield kids from change. All of life right. is change. It's to teach them resilience in the face of change. These, life is going to be hard. They need to know that. 
They need to see what you do when your life is hard and they're gonna learn from that. And I will also say financially, there is a difference between having your own access to money versus having your own money. Because when you're married, it doesn't matter who earns it. It's all part of the joint marital estate. Um, having access to money is the first thing when women come to me for a divorce, I say, go get access to, to your own cash immediately that no one else can touch. Access to cash and credit. Because again, it doesn't matter who earned it. It still will be equalized mm. in a divorce. And that's, that was, a, I, I didn't know that. Um, I just assumed if I make my own money and it's in my own bank accounts, that will be mine. And it's not. Um, with 50-50 custody, I pay child support still, you know, and those are the things, the, the realities of. How does, well, how does that work? 50-50 custody. I wouldn't think that either one of you would really have to pay child support because you're splitting everything well. If there are children involved, typically child support is mandatory, depending upon your state. And it's based on discrepancy of income, as well as a few mm. other factors that go into this calculator. Um, but you so know, like, is, you know, like uh, schools or extracurricular activities or medic medical things. You medical, dental, vision, uh, childcare costs. Though who's paying those goes in there. But usually it's discrepancy of income. It's really financial. And that's why I'm saying like most people think just go get an attorney, but you have to have tools and frameworks for dealing with your own grief. This is a loss. It is a loss. You are changing your life. You are jumping into the scary unknown. So we need to give you frameworks for dealing with that first so that you can make choices you're proud of. Then let's map out the financial landscape. And then the last piece is entering the legal process, because once you do the last piece, you need to know what you're negotiating for. You need to know what landscape you're in. You need wow. to know why you're doing what you're doing so you can actually negotiate for your future. This is right. so much of what I do with communication, whether it's divorce or, or career or anything else, is about how do we better position ourselves so we can then better negotiate and receive better outcomes. That's to, that's the core of what I do. And so much of that is I don't want you to rush forward based on what you think you know or based right. on a belief system or a story or some cousin's divorce. I want you to actually use everything you actually know about yourself, not what you believe, but what you know, which comes from your own experience and use that as the foundation and the platform for making great decisions. Let me ask you a question now. You are a Moxie Life Coach. Now, do you have paralegal or uh, a legal background as to know just what to navigate, not that you're an actual attorney or are you an attorney? I am not. Great question. I am certified as a mediator in my state. Um, I only did that because I wanted to better understand the legal process. Mm -hmm. uh, I did that probably about two years after I started Moxie Life Coach. And one of the, the primary facilitators was a mediator I fired in my own divorce. Mm. So that was exciting. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now let's start A to Z as quickly as you can. The first thing that Laura said that she wants you to do is get your head around it. Make sure that you are making clear, actionable um, decisions and not all based on emotion. So if it takes you two months, three months, six months, a year to get through the emotional part, 
through counseling, through coaching, uh, not cocktails and little blue pills. You don't want to do that. But whatever it takes, women's groups, get that emotion taken care of. Then you work on your strategy. That's right. Your strategy is how am I going to get out of here unless you're in a, a real bad situation and you have to make an emergency exit plan. And also in that strategy, how am I going to talk to my children? How am I going to not make them a pawn that, you know, between me and your dad? Because your dad's going to get another girlfriend if that's not the reason why he's leaving. Mom's eventually going to get another person, you know. Uh, but and a lot of times, not now, things are changing, but a lot of times the kids go with the mother. How are we going to have a similar quality of life? You're used to having this big house and a big yard and, you know, going to soccer games and all that. Now mom's got to work. Mom's got to not be there all the time. You may be with a sitter. You may be, um, you know, you're going to be going back and forth to your father's house. I got a couple of friends that they're so cool. They live a block away from each other just to make it convenient for their kids. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. But, I, you know, I, and, they do, and they do that. Yeah. And kids really appreciate that because then they can see how mature their parents are. All right. So now you're at this point. So now you're at the negotiation table and you're sitting across from that sucker. <laughs> and all of this strategies went out the window. Now you are hotter than fish grease. Okay. You are mad and you are wanting to draw blood. How do you keep yourself tempered? How do you just kind of keep yourself even keeled so that you can get through this process as seamlessly as possible? Because uh, there's no winners. There's no winners in this. There, there are no winners. And, and I'll say, firstly, best practice, don't include the kids in your divorce until you know actually what's going to happen, what what's going to change in their own lives. Mm. They should not be a part of this conversation at all. They have no voice in this conversation. If possible, if you can keep them out of it until you know where are they going to be living, what room is it going to be? Are they going to the same school? What is happening? Like that's what they, because otherwise you're giving them fear with no voice, fear with no power. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to put them into the scary unknown. Um, and then when it comes to these emotions, you know, our feelings, are feelings, they're information. There are no good or bad feelings. I have so many people who are angry. Be angry. Let's channel it. Yet yeah, let's use it. Um, as a coach, I focus on divorce, which is probably the hardest area you can coach on because there's so much money fear with people in divorce. And I do it because I'm angry. I am so angry at the way people are treated by attorneys in this court system. You know, it's, I want to give people a better way to go through this, which is also faster and saving them money. And because the attorney makes out like a fat rat. <laughs> they, they choose most of them. When I'm on board, they'll work with me. They don't love bringing somebody else in because they would rather, if you want to cry on my dime and I'm charging for every six minutes, I'm going to charge you. But everything's a negotiation. So if, if nobody takes anything else but this one thing away from this conversation, negotiate with your attorney too. They mm -hmm. won't negotiate in the beginning, but at the end, negotiate the fee. Negotiate what, what you owe them at the end. I had one client who owed $20,000 
We negotiated it. She paid $2,000. The rest was forgiven because we negotiated it. Everything in life is negotiation. It's not conflict. This isn't about conflict. So let's take our ego out of it to say, this isn't me up against you. This is, this is my purpose. What I want from this conversation, how am I going to get it? Let's be smart about it. Right. All right. So now you're on the back end. You got your divorce decree. And now you are separated. Do you work with women there on reevaluating who they are and rediscovering who they are? Absolutely. And that's why there's Moxie Life Coach and Smart Divorce Strategy, because I work with, with people on both sides of that equation. And I've had, again, women work with me because they're got a startup in stealth mode who then come back to me for divorce. And now we're finishing the divorce and now we're working on branding and promotion for the startup. Mm. So, so I work with people and I work with them through the, you know, these make or break challenges that feel so scary to them. You know, Moxie needs an attitude of fearlessness in everyday circumstances. I don't want people to be driven by fear. Right. I want you to be driven by what you want. Right. And most women don't allow themselves to want for fear that they won't get it. Right. Or even, you know, they've been so submerged into this family life, into this marriage, that they don't even know what they want. I didn't. And it took a long time. Uh, you know, it took a long time. And I and I started, I started Moxie Life Coach against the advice of everybody I knew, including very experienced coaches who said, you'll never, you'll never, it'll never make it. You'll never make any money. But, and I said, you know what? I don't care. I am going to change this for people. Even if it's one person at a time, I'm going to change this experience for them because it's, it's, it sucks that bad. And I'm going to change it. And I want women to be powerful. And the way to do that is by protecting ourselves and our money and our futures. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with, again, women in leadership positions, women as business owners, women who are not going to let a relationship define who they are versus saying, I define who I am. And that's who I'm going to be in this relationship. And that's what I bring. That's my value. Right? So you're doing all this heavy lifting there. What do you do for fun? How do you, you know, when you're, because you're taking on people's stuff. And if you're anything like me, it was like last night, I missed an opportunity to do something wonderful. And I keep beating myself up over it. And I keep dreaming about it. I, you know, I changed the neuro-linguistic programming. I got up in the middle of the night. I went and had some tea, laid back down. The same, same damn things rattling through my brain. How do you get it off of you? How do you just cleanse yourself and be free of everybody else's anxiety? I love the question. Um, one is, you know, trained as a professional coach. We are trained to be able to be with all of these hard things to learn from them from ourselves. Like as a coach, I'm not, I don't have answers. I'm here to be with you and to support you and champion you as you find your own answers. I will share best practices and tools and frameworks, but I'm not attached. I'm not attached mm. to what my clients choose. And that's a wonderful gift to me and them to be surprised by what they choose and how it works out or not. Because all of these things are learning experiences. There, there is no failure. There's only learning. And so for me, I do a lot of um, meditation. I do a lot of 
work around health, especially um, in this past year. I, I'm not sure if I shared with you, I have MS, I have multiple sclerosis. I was actually diagnosed when I was going through right after my divorce in that time frame. So I'm very convinced the stress, you know, was a factor in this wow. autoimmune disorder. I, you, would, you would never, I mean, you would never imagine or guess, and you're not supposed to wear it. I get that, but. Well, you should have I seen have me. Have I used to have double the energy. So if you can imagine that, but, um, but what was important is, you know, I did a group program in during COVID. It was called From Mad to Moxie, Breaking the Fierce Stress Cycle for Women Who Want to Be Unapologetically Ambitious. Mm. And, and I have done a lot of work in the neuroscience of change because obviously my condition is neurological. I'm very, you know, focused on what health means. Like, how do I even define it now? I had to change my relationship with that. And the neuroscience helped me understand, you know, that my body is my brain. And so much of that program was focused on helping women show up, stand out, play by their own rules and make bank. But the way to do that is through these brain body biohacks to create neuroplasticity, resilience in our mm. brain. So it was great. It was a great forum and it was a great time to do that during COVID when it was so scary as it was mm -hmm. to you know, break out of the fear stress cycle. But what was so important and why I bring it up is that months later, like about two months after that program ended, I had my yearly visit with my neurologist. Every year I do an MRI, compares it against last year. And he said, wow, he's like, you know, I know you have MS, but you have the brain of a 20 year old. And I know you have lesions on your brain from MS, but somehow, I don't know how, but your brain has learned how to, how to adapt. Mm -hmm. It's because of all the neuroscience work. It is absolutely all the work that I was teaching in this program that now this neurologist validated, yes, I created neuroplasticity in my brain. Wow. Well, bravo. Thank you. Thank you. And so this is a lot of meditation. It's a lot of, you know, bilateral stimulation, walking, movement, exercise, um, eating clean, as clean as possible. Um, all of those things to, again, redefine what health really means, you know, mental, spiritual, physical, mm -hmm. the alignment of those three is very important to me. Laura, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Oh, that's a great question. I would actually, I would want to be the toaster. Why? Because you like to be popping off? <laughs> I like to, I, well, I like to warm things up. I like to get them, you know, crispy, you know, so you can feel the texture and the different textures, you know, the crunch and the soft inside. I like the idea of controlling the level of browning because not all toasters do that well, but, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I like that it gives me this one outcome, but I have a lot of choice in terms right. of how I want to use it. Absolutely and, absolutely. and I'm all about freedom and choice, you know, their core values of mine along with integrity. What brings you to tears? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I every single time, one of the reasons why I went into this divorce coaching work is I met a woman at a divorce support meetup group who was living in her car with her children during her divorce in a Walmart parking lot. Hmm. That those stories, to me, in this country, of all places, 
shouldn't be happening. Like mm-hmm. that's what brings me to tears. That's what I'm trying to change. Um, it, it's, it's unconscionable that in this country we have people living in that way and having circumstances that are so overwhelming to them. Like I'm all about, you know, we define ourselves separate from our circumstances. Yeah. Um, that's how we successfully live in this world. But some, and, and how do we take these circumstances and turn them into opportunities? Right. And that's a really hard thing to try to find alone. It's yes. another reason why I coach. Like, I don't want people going through this stuff alone. I went through it alone. Mm. I don't want anyone to go through this like that, ever. What brings, ever, you, ever. What brings you the greatest joy? Not your oh. children. What? about that? No, I want to hear what just, you know, what, what does it for you? What lights you up? There's two things. One is, you know, basically, you know, communing with the outside, the nature, being on a beach, the ocean, the sound, the smell, the sensory experiences of, you know, just being outside, being somewhere, traveling, like meeting other people, cultures, languages, you know, why people see the world differently, like how language impacts them in that way. I'm just so curious about other people and their lived experiences, but I'm also, I get so much joy from actually just, I hate to say it, but working with my clients. It gives me a huge amount of joy to see their transformation, not because it's about me, but it's because they've done the work. They're doing the work. They show up. Wow. And they, I learned so much. I'm so inspired, you know, with things that they think are simple. They're not simple. No, you know, it's not easy. They're, They're, they can be complicated. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, you know, I think my definition of success is similar to that, which is I want to be proud of who I am every day. And I want my, you know, kids to be proud of, you know, what I do and who I am and what I've done and what I'm leaving to them. You know, I can't control a lot of the world they're going to inherit, but I trust that they've been on this journey with me and they are going to take forward my values. Well, you uh, are going to leave an imprint in the sand, and that's for sure. Um, you're selfless, you're loving, you're caring. I'm in love with those eyes. Oh, they're thank the, you. They're the window to your soul. They really tell a beautiful story about you. And I thank you for sharing with me and my brains options and choices that, you know, that we're going to face in a very difficult situation. You know, divorce is very difficult, no matter what, even if it's amicable, it still hurts, but you still have to love yourself. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. We're going to put all of your information in the show notes and your contact information at the back of this interview, but uh, tell us, you know, any current offerings or anything that you're doing right now. Great. Well, you can go to moxielifecoach.com, moxie's M-O-X-I-E, lifecoach.com. And also Smart Divorce Strategy, where I do have um, a tip sheet. You can download a free PDF on, you know, insider tips for how to save money in your divorce, because that is actually an energy that you need because it is a long process and you need to think about, you know, sustainability for those things. And you can also reach me on those websites via email, laura at moxylifecoach.com or laura at Smart Divorce Strategy. Brains, have a strategy. If you... Fail to plan, your plan will fail. Trust me. 
Make it easy on yourself, as easy as you possibly can. Be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. Figure out who you are. If you've lost yourself, figure out who you want to be. The world is a blank canvas. You can repaint it. You can redesign it. Laura's done that. We're neuroniplicity. So um, you got options. You got choices. Work with her. Give her a call. Have a consultation. You can't go wrong. You know, you don't know what you don't know. But you know this. <laughs> I need you to go in, like, love, and share. Like, love, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel or to the Blog Talk Radio because I got some great stuff. And we're going to play this over again. Share it with your friends, whether they're in the United States or in another country. Basically, the information and the strategy is the same. You just have to figure out the people that are going to play the parts in your play. You're the best, Laura. Thank you so much. Thank you, April. Thank you. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you too.